Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, what's going on? Come on, let's put our hands together and uh, want to welcome everyone here to Celebration. We are so glad that you're with us today. Come on, one more time, give it up for all of our locations. We are coming live into the Celebration Church family, wherever you're attending. We're so glad that you're here. And or maybe if you're traveling this weekend, you are tuning in online. We are, uh, man, I'm pumped about today as we're kind of wrapping up and bringing closure uh, to the series that we have been in, Marriage, Family, and Civilization. And uh, I want to remind everyone that tonight at our 530 service, we're going to do the second part of our Q&A. That's where Carrie and I we just set up here like it was a kind of a living room environment last Sunday night. And, and man, we got into some pretty uh, sensitive and serious subjects. I said things that I'd never thought I would say in church last Sunday night during the Q&A, but we're, we're trying to help you. And so uh, look, if you can come out Sunday night uh, tonight for the Q&A, man, it's, uh, it's going to really, really be good. Uh, but before we get started today, hey, we have a real special guest in town. Actually, a couple of them. Uh, come on, uh, Rachel Scott, stand up. That's Pastor John's wife. <laughs> celebration, Celebration Northern Ireland. That's the woman that does it all right there. And Big John's coming in in a couple of weeks. And then, oh man, I'll do way from Zimbabwe, man. Come on, stand up, Pastor D. Pastor, Pastor Dixon. Hey, come up here. Come up here real quick. Come on, y'all give it up for Pastor Dixon. I just want him to tell everybody hello. All the way from Zimbabwe. We love you, man. He does a great job over there. Just, just This is kind of on the spot, so just say whatever. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's wonderful. Thank you, Pastor Stovall. It's, it's wonderful to be here in this great, wonderful service. I've been enjoying this. This is an amazing series. And Carice, Chari, my wife is gonna be here with uh, two other pastors for Shine. For Shine, and, yeah. Um, hey, we just wanna say thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you for loving Zimbabwe. And we're so thankful to our pastor. Thank you, Pastor Stovo. Uh, everybody told me to say hi to you. <laughs> We're praying for all of you. Thank you very much for loving us. Hey, come on, let's pray. Pray with me, pray with me, pray with me. Father, we just love you so much, and we're so th thankful for Pastor Dixon and Chippo, and Lord, just all of the team over there in Celebration Zim. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing, Lord, for more than 2,000 people that attend uh, that church, Lord, and uh, for all of the 20-something the thousand kids that they feed every day. God, uh, we just thank you for your favor and blessing and the just great days ahead for Zimbabwe and Celebration Zim. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, man. Oh, I love Pastor Dixon. We had such a great, I was over there during the summer. We had such a great trip, man. I was thinking about that today, but we're so glad that you're here. We're going to, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and kind of. Uh, jump right into the message today. We really hope that this series, uh, Marriage, Family, and Civilization, ha has really been a blessing to you, and, and it's been a help. You know, what we're trying to do in this series, you know, with everything that our culture and the media is bombarding us with about marriage, family, and sexuality, and things like that, man, we really want to give you God's view on marriage, 
and kind of help you understand God's view and the, and the big picture purpose behind marriage. And what we've learned is, is look, God, God created marriage way back in the garden. He's the one that created marriage. He's the one that defined marriage, that, that marriage does not really work without God because marriage was designed for him, okay? And that if we'll value and esteem and honor marriage for, for how God created it to be, that's how marriage will work. And that's how uh, we can really be blessed in our marriage, our family, and all our relationships. And uh, so I just wanna go back real quick. I wanna read this scripture, Genesis chapter one. Yes, thank you. Okay, here we go. Genesis 1, 26, look, God said, let us, everybody say us. Let us make man in our image, say our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and every other creeping thing. We are going after the creepers that creeps on the earth. Leave that right there. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, on this kind of concluding weekend of this series. Lord, I pray you connect some dots. God, I pray that uh, we'd have a hungry heart. Lord, help us see marriage and value marriage as you see it and value it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And uh, before I kind of unpack uh, this, I do want to remind everyone, remember, you know, um, so many of us come from broken homes, from broken families. Some of you in here, you know, you're, you've never been married. You're single. That's great. That's the time to hear this stuff. stuff. But for many of us, like me, we, we don't hear this until later on. You know, I want to remind everyone, you know, I come from a broken home. My parents were divorced uh, when I was 12 years old. My wife, Carrie, her father died when she was very, very uh, young. And so she was raised by a single mom for much of her life. And so, you know, you might come from a broken home. You might be on your, you know, divorce three times or four times or whatever. It's so important that we all understand, look, it's not about where we've been, but it's where we're going. So, so, you know, I say things in here and it's easy to kind of get condemned and down on yourself if you've kind of, you know, been through several relationships or you come out of a broken home. But here's the deal. The Bible says this, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You, You don't know what you don't know. And all of us were born into sin and we're born into brokenness. And so when we hear things, when we get into God's word and we kind of unpack things, you know, and you're like, oh man, and it, it's, it's easy. Don't let the enemy's voice, talked about that in the first message, come in and begin to plant things in your mind and make you feel shame and make you feel unworthy and all that. Look, all is forgiven by the blood of Jesus. It's about where we are now and about where we're headed, okay? All right. So, so let me just kind of, so, so remember we talked about last week, Elohim, let us make man in our image. Everybody, if you were here last week, do you remember the illustration I showed? And if you weren't here, you need to listen to last week's message because last week's, this week's message is built off of last week's message. But I gave the illustration, let us make man in our own image. That word is Elohim. It's, it's, it's the masculine plural. It means a group of men. And this is right in the beginning. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, masculine, plural. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image. And so uh, it, it goes on to say, verse 27, let me just read it on out. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. See that one unit, male and female, 
He created them. Stay right there. And so we show, that's why, you know, they're, they're God, Elohim, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there's three. There was Adam, he's only one, so God said this is not good or incomplete, so he created Eve, that's two, but that's still not in God's image. There's three and now there's two, and that's why we've always talked about that marriage was never meant to be blessed with just two people. Marriage is not about two, it's about three. It's about a husband, a wife, and God in the middle, three and three, triune and triune, and that God's bigger picture purpose, as we just read right there, is for him to watch replicate and demonstrate his image and his nature in the earth, okay? And so we're gonna get kinda on the other side of that. So, okay, last week we talked about the image, okay? We understand when, when, when people see a husband and a wife base their relationship with God first, what does that reflect? It reflects the triune, the image of God, okay? When kids are raised in an intact home, it was God's original intent for them to see the image of God through their parents and through their parents' love and sacrifice for them. That's why there's so many things in what the enemy has attacked. He attacks the father. He tries to disconnect that father from the home. And so what, the kids don't have a clear picture. An absent father, they don't have a clear picture of the image of God, which is why so many young men, when there's no father in that home, they can get a, a, a disturbed or thwarted view of who God really is, or if they have an abusive father, or anything like that. Now listen, single moms, look, I was raised by a single mom. All right, I turned out all right, finally, like it, up until about two weeks ago, but you know, I'm, I'm saying... I'm just saying, look, God makes up the difference. Can I have a good amen? Don't, don't. Okay, but I'm trying to give you original intent. We talked about in the beginning of the series, the acronym DESK, that studies have found this, that, that if, if someone gets a diploma, then E, employment, gets a job. The DESK, D-E-S, then they get a spouse, and then they have kids. Here's the key, in that order. <laughs> yeah. Graduate, then get a job, then get married, and then have kids. In that order, those kids stand less than a 2% chance of ever experiencing poverty just by having an intact family. Okay, it, uh, I mean, I could give you every meaningful statistic in the book about drug use and promiscuity and all those things with kids when they're raised in an intact family and then even adding God in the home, the percentages just go way, way down, like off the chain uh, down. But here's what I wanna get to, okay? So God created them, verse 28 now. Then God blessed them and said to them what? Be fruitful, marriage. And multiply family and what fill the earth and subdue it. Civilization. God's original intent through monogamy, marriage, family, and civilization. Here's kind of what I want to talk about today. We talked about image. Last time I want to talk about this nature, the nature of God here. Look, advancing the kingdom of God. One of the purposes of marriage is to advance, look, fill the earth and what? Subdue it. When you think of how do you subdue, what are you doing? You're bringing lordship into an area of the earth. Whose lordship do we bring into the earth? The lordship of Jesus. Am I right? 
So it's also through marriage and family that we advance the kingdom of God, okay? Marriage and family advance the kingdom of God. Now here's the thing, remember, replicate and demonstrate the image and nature of God in the earth. Everybody say the nature of God. Now let me give you, I'm not sure if this is in on your uh, notes here. Do you, can I have those definitions here? The purpose of marriage. Purpose of marriage, if you're taking notes, to demonstrate and replicate God's image and nature in the earth. Now let me give you kind of a, it's, it's more than this, but let me kind of give you a real user-friendly definition of God's nature, because that's what we're gonna talk about. Bringing God's nature in the earth. God's nature, look, his character, his values, and his behavior. I mean, when we're talking about God, it's God's personhood. God is love, are you following me? It's, 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 it's more than this. I'm giving us a, a simple, user-friendly definition when we talk about, okay, if the purpose of marriage or part of the main purposes of marriage is to demonstrate God's nature in the earth, okay, Stovall, what is that? What are you talking about? Well, here's what that means. Is God, watch, important, important, because society doesn't get this, okay? Marriage, God has provided marriage and family as a construct, as a construct, as a platform for you to demonstrate God's nature, his values, and his behavior, for you to show God's character, his values, and his behavior so that people with all of our faults and with all of our mess and all of that, people could look at a marriage, a family that loves God and loves one another and what they could see is this. They could see a demonstration of God's character, his values, and even his behavior. His character his values, and his behavior. Marriage provides a construct for this. How many of you would agree, how many of you married couples agree that marriage modifies your behavior? <laughs> that when you go from being single to being married, when two become one, there is some behavior modification, am I right? And if you don't learn how to sacrifice, if you don't learn commitment, if you don't learn how to put others above yourself, I'm telling you, you are gonna be in big, big trouble in your marriage. It's like God's provided a construct where he can take you and put you in an environment, and guess what? You have to change. It's like a 21-day fast for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, so, so watch this. So I want you to think about that. Okay, wow, Stovall, come on. How can I show God's character values and his behavior? That's God. That's impossible. You're right. It is absolutely impossible unless Jesus is your Lord and you are filled and led by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because marriage doesn't work with two. But marriage does work with three. And that's why the Holy Spirit, whose, whose character, whose values, if I could say, whose, whose fruit do we want to demonstrate? Where well, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
So let me show you this in Galatians. Are y'all with me? I'm, I'm going somewhere today, eventually. Let's look at this. Let's see where, watch this, watch this. We're talking about, listen, marriages are designed, remember, show God's what? His nature, his values, his character. Marriage is designed as a construct for you to learn how to follow the Holy Spirit, for you to learn how to trust in God. Because when you get married and you have kids, how many of you will admit you find yourself many times looking up to heaven and saying, God help, I don't know what to do. My kid's doing this, I have no idea what to do. Aren't you glad that your heavenly father knows what to do? It's, 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 it's. So watch this. How can you, this is, this is what I'm trying to show you right here. Watch, watch. Many people think, watch, well, if he would change this or if she would change that or if this problem would just be done or if I could just get this, we think of all these, if, if, if I could just have these outward things changed, well, then I could have a happy relationship. I'm telling you, the fruit of the Spirit can bring you the character and nature and values of God regardless of the outward circumstances going on. The goal should be fruit. The goal should not be a fix. Oh, that'll preach right there. That just came. But my organ player didn't show up today. Watch, your goal, watch, your goal in your marriage, Lord help me, I need the fruit. I need your values, I need your nature, I need your character. The goal should be fruit, not a fix. Once you get the fruit, then the fix is inevitable. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Somebody write that down so I can preach that at the next. Look at this. See if you can see where your marriage is, your family, okay? I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Anybody ever been there? We say things, we do things. We say things to our spouse, we do things to our spouse or we don't do things or whatever that context is with our family. It's like, man, we shouldn't have done that but we did it while we got in the flesh. Keep going. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, so let's, let's look. Unfortunately, here's where are a lot of marriages and families are today. They're like, well, I wanna say even Christian couples, but they're in the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, how did God tell me one time, I, my wife's casting a spell on me. <laughs> no, she ain't. But watch, so, sorcery, you know that word, uh, is it sorcery and witchcraft, it, it, Old Testament word pharmacia, where we get pharmacy. Maybe there's a prescription deal, a drug deal. Not a drug deal, you know, you're not like, you're, hey, let's deal drugs. But you're, you know, you're, this is in your marriage. Hatred, look at this one, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, 
selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness. Give me another drink, I can't take it anymore. Revelries. And the like of which, watch this, watch it. Which I told you before, just as I tell you in time past, those who practice, practice, so this is a lifestyle, practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What did we just talk about? The purpose of marriage is not only to inherit the kingdom of God, but to advance the kingdom of God. What God's saying right here is look, you don't have the blessing of the kingdom in your marriage if your marriage is in the flesh. Okay, so. Somehow, we get in this thing like we feel like we can separate our marriage from our relationship with God. You can't. Okay, look, but the fruit of the Spirit, here we go, look. Let's look at some God character, some God nature, some God values. How how about this in your marriage? Watch. Love, joy, peace. What is this? The fruit of the Spirit. Just fist bump someone near you and say, God help me. God help me, God help me, God help me. Just God help me. Why? You need the power of God sometimes to love your spouse. Uh Uh-oh. Joy, I'm miserable, I'm miserable. Listen, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, God can give you joy regardless of what's going on. In your circumstances, look, love, joy, peace. I call this, you know what the fruit of the Spirit does? It can make us happy for no reason. Happy for no reason. Most Christians live in in a lesser form of happiness, which is, I'm gonna be happy if, and you got a list. I'm telling you, stop focusing on the fix and start focusing on the fruit, and you can find happiness and joy for no reason. Look, long-suffering, come on, you've been suffering long with your husband. Notice God doesn't say short-suffering. That's what we wish it would say, huh? God knew what he was doing. Long-suffering, you're gonna suffer long with this man. Kindness, goodness, how about this? Faithfulness, gentleness, self Control, watch, watch, let me help everybody. Who do you think the fruit of the Holy Spirit is for? If I walked outside and saw an orange tree and all that orange hanging on the tree, is that fruit just so that tree can look all good and feel all good? Or is that fruit on that tree for others? Marriage provides a construct where we can demonstrate God's character, his values, and his behavior to others in the most high change environment, and that is marriage and family. I could say it like this. Marriage is like a school of Christ. It's a way where we spiritually grow. How many of you would like your marriage to look like this, your family to look like this, instead of what I just read about before? So start focusing, start focusing, watch, on fruit, you can have this now, not the fix. 
take your eyes off the fix, put it on the fruit, and the fix will take care of itself as we show God's values and his behavior right here. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Mm. Come on, somebody say, God help. Lord, we need your help. <laughs> See, some of y'all been praying that prayer a lot. You need to, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I can't tell you how many times I've hit my knees and say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Lord. Help, help me. How, how, do I, how do I guide in this area? What, what do I need to change? In the, I mean, that's what life is when you're close to people, when you love people. The biggest trials are in your family. In, even if it's maybe not your, your immediate family, it's in your people that you love, people that you're related to. It's, it's a construct to teach us how to trust in God and to behave like Jesus and demonstrate that to a world that is searching for that even though they don't know it, okay? So watch this, okay, so watch. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, so here's what we're gonna get into. I just wanna give you three quick things here that you can write down, and then we're gonna close, okay? And I wanna talk about just three primary components of marriage where we can bring out, the, or, or, or what it takes to bring out God's character, God's nature, God's values, and show his behavior, right? Because all this sounds good, right? Love, joy, peace, doesn't that sound great? Well, let me ask you this. How did Jesus show his love for us? While we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. God shows his love. He proves his love. I could say his love was poured out on the, us in this way. While we were yet sinners, even when we weren't asking for it, even when we weren't looking for it, even when we didn't deserve it. What? Christ died for us. The thing that you have to have to make marriage work with God is, number one, you have to have sacrifice. Number one, sacrifice. Marriage is a covenant relationship. It's not a contract. Some people look at marriage like a lease. I talked about that last week. You know, that's coming out. That's actually, we read about that. That's actually on the table. Maybe we should look at marriage as like a five-year lease, a 10-year lease with an option to renew. Have no idea. Talk about devaluing what God intended. Okay, watch, but it takes sacrifice. Marriage, outside of our personal relationship with God, marriage is the only other human relationship what God calls a covenant. You know what covenant means? Covenant means, it, it, the word means to cut. Everybody say, ouch. How many of you ever experienced that in marriage? Ouch. Covenant means to cut. It is a sacrificial relationship. Watch, the value of the kingdom, the value of the kingdom is that love is shown and proven by sacrifice. So God puts us in a marriage, it's a construct where we can learn how to really sacrifice in a way, it's, like, it's kind of like this. God shows us how to sacrifice in just a small way, the way he sacrificed, when it's inconvenient when it's undeserving. Is everybody following me here? It's, 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 it's about 
putting others above yourself. That is a very Christ-like behavior. It's a behavior that demonstrates God's nature. You don't hear sacrifice in marriages and in the media today. You know what you hear? What's marriage about? It's about romance. It's about compatibility. Listen, romance is so easy. Romance is like taking a reservation. You can have romance anytime you want. Anyone can just take a reservation. It's holding the reservation. That's what's important about a reservation. The holding part. Anybody can just take them. Y'all watch Seinfeld, I got that from Seinfeld. We talk about romance, watch, we want things to be sexy. Oh, it's my, oh, we, 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 you know, everything's sexy and sexy, you know. She's so sexy, watch, watch, watch. You want me, watch, guys, you want me to show you, you want, you want me to give you a tip for great sex in your marriage? You want to see sexy? But well, how'd, you, how'd your kids' eyes? They ought to be in children's church anyway. Look, I'm going to show you a sex move right here. You want to see? Let me show you a sex. Look at Let me show you this. Guys, you want to be sexy? To your woman? Let me do it. You let her walk in that door and use a boom. Hey, baby. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hot night that night. That's sexy. Listen, we are taking sexy back in marriage. What's that Timberlake song? Taking sexy back. No, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, look. Your, your wife's coming home. You want to, you know, get a little romance going over on the phone? Oh, yeah. On the way home, you know, get a little romance happening on the phone. You just go let, let her hear. You know, Hey, baby, what's that? Hey, baby, that's the dishwasher. You know those dishes you left in the sink? Shh. I just put them in the washer. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm trying to say. We've gotten, let me, sacrifice is sexy. Preferring others is sexy. I'm taking sexy back. That's the sexy that God is looking for. I tell you what, you're trying to get, get romance stirred up in your bed. You're reading Cosmo Pollution, how to do this and how to do that, and sex trick here and sex trick there. Listen, it ain't complicated, men. Get a vacuum, vacuum the house before she gets home. And when y'all get in the bedroom, say, now what you want me to do? the trifecta night, you do a load of dishes, you do, do a load of clothes, and you vacuum. Oh my gosh, it is, it's, 
It's on like crazy. Just tell somebody near you, we're taking sexy back. We're taking sexy back. I'm tired of all this. All this, everything's sexy. You're so sexy. Look at those shoes. They're sexy and you're sexy. That ain't sexy. Anybody can do that. Show me a man that can sacrifice. Show me a woman that can keep a good attitude and not complain when maybe her husband's in a down season and she encourages him instead of put, that's sexy. We've gotten sexy screwed up, man. Listen, I want to read you this. Uh, now, as a disclaimer, I want to let you know, Carrie read this and sent this to me, okay? How many of y'all know what Boudoir? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Uh-huh, I see what's been going on in this church. That was way too easily and quickly pronounced correctly. But now, since y'all done confessed, what is it, boudoir? Boudoir, 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 okay. Listen to this, listen to this, 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 is, this is awesome. Don't worry, I'm not gonna show any pics. Okay, so, boudoir, okay. Victoria Haltom of Victoria Boudoir recently wrote about one of, okay, let me tell y'all what this is for y'all that don't know what this is. So this is a thing where like, Women, especially wives, like wives will get like these sexy lingerie shots of themselves, make kind of a photo album and give it to their husband for a gift, okay? And so a lot of moms are doing this and things like that. They go like take these photos and stuff of themselves in lingerie and they give it to their husband for a gift, okay? And so um, this woman that did these photos or who owned the business, Victoria Boudoir of, oh, I'm sorry, Hamilton, <laughs> Victoria Caroline Hamilton of Victoria, Victoria Caroline Hamilton Boudoir recently wrote about one of her earlier, earlier boudoir. I want to say Boudreaux. I'm a Cajun. <laughs> she Boudreaux customers. Okay, watch this. Listen, 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 listen. The woman, the woman who was in her mid-40s and a voluptuous size 18 wanted to give her husband a series of, of boudoir shots, but she had one particular request. She told this to the photographer. She says, I want you to Photoshop all of my cellulite, all of my angry red stretch marks, all of my fat, and all of my wrinkles. Just make it go away. I want to feel gorgeous just once. I want to feel sexy. Just once. The woman told Haltom. Haltom did as the woman requested and created a show-stopping album with over 30 images of the woman. Three days later, Haltom received an email from the woman's husband. So she gave the album to her husband and Haltom received an email from the woman's husband. It wasn't precisely a complaint. Haltom had done a wonderful job and that was what he wanted to talk to her about. When I opened the album and she gave it to me, my heart sank, the husband said. These pictures, while they are beautiful and you are clearly a very talented photographer, they are not my wife. 
The problem was that all of the things that reflected their life together and made his wife who she is had been brushed away. He said, you made every one of her quote unquote flaws disappear. And while I'm sure this is exactly what she asked you to do, it took away everything that makes up our life. When you took away her stretch marks, you took away the documentation of my children. When you took away her wrinkles, you took away over two decades of laughter, of our laughter and our worries. When you took away her cellulite, you took away her love of baking and all the goodies we have eaten together over the years. I'm telling you, the older you get, sex is good, but so is cooking. All right, I'm just saying. You can be skinny when you're younger, you know. Look, when you took away her cellulite, you took away her love of bacon, all the goodies we have eaten over the years. The man stressed that he wasn't upset with the photographer. In fact, he wanted to thank her for the reminder of what his wife really needed from him. Listen, guys. Seeing these images made me realize that I honestly do not tell my wife enough how much I love her and adore her just as she is. She hears it so seldom, and she actually thought that these photoshopped images are what I wanted her and needed her to look like. I have to do better, and for the rest of my days, I'm going to celebrate her and all her imperfectness. Thank you for the reminder. That's sexy. That's sexy. That's sexy right there. Come on, give God a hand for that. Man. Lesson, let me give you two things. We're gonna pray right now. Matt, you and the guys can come on up. Two things. So there's sacrifice. Watch this. The second thing, commitment. What did Jesus tell us? I will never what? Leave you nor forsake you. What if we had that same attitude and behavior that Jesus, what? It's not where you've been. It's where you're headed. Commitment, faithfulness. Faithfulness is sexy. You don't see that anymore. Commitment is sexy. You don't see that anymore. Sacrifice is sexy. You don't see that anymore. Marriage is about building a life together. And yes, there's the, the, the attractions, the initial glue. And yes, you continue to be attracted and you have seasons of romance. But what I'm trying to say is, listen, marriage is so much bigger. And if you'll do marriage and family God's way, I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. There's sacrifice, there's commitment, and there's also this. There's spiritual growth. There's spiritual growth. Father, God designed marriage as a construct for you to pull out the potential in your wife and kids. Marriage is designed, women, remember, when, you're, when, 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 when that man says I do to you, the mantle of encouragement leaves his father and mother and goes to you. That's why, what does the Bible say? He'll leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Leave and cleave. Your husband is cleaving to you because now you carry the authority, the anointing, and the mantle of encouragement to call out the potential in his life. We are taking sexy back, church. And you can see sexy in sacrifice, commitment, and pouring into your spouse and kids and developing their potential. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Here's how I wanna close.
today. I want want to close today with forgiveness. You know, Jesus, his act of sacrifice, the foundation for that was forgiveness. He was gonna forgive us even though we didn't deserve it. When he was hanging on the cross, what did he say? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, even the people that were against him. And I wonder today maybe if your husband or your wife or there's some family dynamic, maybe even a relationship close to you, watch this. You have to, by the power of God, that's what I'm talking about. Because sometimes in your own strength, it's impossible. You have to have a foundation and a filter of forgiveness in your marriage and in your family. I'm not saying that there aren't conversations that need to be had. I'm not saying there there aren't things that need to be owned up to. I'm just telling you, if you go through your marriage and life for that matter with a filter of fairness instead of a filter of forgiveness, you will always be disappointed because life is not fair. They didn't treat Jesus fairly. And unforgiveness is the quickest way to allow the enemy into your home. So I just want every head bowed and every eye closed right now. And here's what I'm gonna pray over. So I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit fill us and help us and that from this day forward, maybe you need to forgive right now. We are gonna forgive right now. And from this day forward, we are gonna walk in forgiveness towards our spouse, towards our kids, towards those closest to us, even an extended family. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, so I pray over your people. And right now, Lord, we ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us, Lord. We focus on the fruit, not on the fix. And Lord, we, th- we ask you to fill us so we can demonstrate God's values and behavior, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Lord. And one of the acts of love is forgiveness. It's the first step of sacrifice. And so, Lord, we just forgive our spouse for anything and for everything. And we set our heart in an attitude of forgiveness. Lord, maybe things done to us were not fair. We, we acknowledge that, Lord. And, and, and Jesus, we just look to you. What was done to you was not fair, but you forgave anyway. So, Lord, we forgive. We have an attitude of forgiveness. And from this day forward, let us always have a foundation and filter of forgiveness towards our spouse and towards those that we love because we are not going to allow the enemy into our home but we are going to demonstrate your nature in the earth and advance your kingdom i pray that every marriage get out of the flesh and into the spirit father i thank you right now for the holy spirit it takes three to make a great marriage and we say yes to you being in the middle and you being first in marriage and in all of our relationships. In Jesus' name. How many of you agree with that? Will you put your hands together right now? So watch this, watch. Maybe you're in here today and, and, and God is not first in your personal life, okay? You, you, you would say you're far from God or Jesus, you, maybe you know he forgives you. Maybe you know he's God's son, but he's not really Lord of your life, okay? So I wanna give you that opportunity as well to make that happen. So I'm gonna lead us in a prayer.
And, and if you need to pray that prayer and just make a fresh start with God, make Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to do that right now. And I'm gonna ask everyone, let's just all repeat this prayer as well and, and maybe help along today some people who are praying a prayer like this for the very first time. Okay, will y'all do that? Will y'all do that? And, and, and then we'll close. So say this prayer with me. And if you're one of those people and you know this is really for you, I want you to mean it with all of your heart. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin and I trust in you. Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Lord, from this day forward, I follow you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.